time before we before we move into our week I think that there's something special about this time that we have together um it's a little it's always a little bit more laid back it's always been like that on Sunday nights and you know there there's always a debate well why does Sunday night seem to the spirit seems to move a little bit more freely on Sunday night you know why I really think that is because people relax relax come on sometimes on Sunday morning people are so nervous they're so in a hurry and I think that it, it's something that you you, you got to really think about slow down a little bit come on and let God speak to you slow down a little bit and let the Holy Spirit move come on we, we, we want to make room just like the song says so anyway I'm going to be uh, I'm, I'm not going to try to keep you here too long tonight because I know there's a big storm kind of already hitting, and some of you are probably worried about that, but guess what? I got good news. I'm preaching about not worrying tonight, so come on. <laughs> if you hear the tornado siren going off, maybe we'll worry a little bit more, but until that happens, you can't even hear it in this building anyway, so uh, <laughs> if, where's Claude? If Claude gets up and leaves real fast, go turn that thing on. Don't you actually have to go turn it on? Well, come on. Y'all pray for that man. We don't, y'all, if, if you haven't uh, told a, a fire, per, a firefighter uh, a fireman or a firewoman, whatever they call them these days, uh, thank you for doing the things you, they do. Please do, because they they out there, man. So anyway, hey, let me, um, let me continue. I've kind of been doing a loose series on Sunday nights called God is blank, okay? And so tonight, my title is God is living without worry. So this morning, we talked about people that are grumpy, even though they're, they're people of faith. We talked about people that are miserably saved. So tonight, we're going to talk about worrying. Okay, do we need to be worried about stuff? Listen, I've got, um, I've got an app on my phone, and I downloaded it the other day. I hadn't been on this app in a really long time, but I downloaded it the other day just to see uh, I guess what was what it was all about if it had changed it all and this thing starts sending me notifications all the stinking time from CNN and KSLA news it's always from news sources and I'm like why don't you send me something fun like some barbecue or something send me a notification when somebody's doing some barbecue okay because that's a blessing but they keep sending me and it's always Putin's doing this monkeypox when I was a kid, all we had was chickens giving pox to everybody, okay? Monkey pox and this and that and robots and all kinds. Of, I'm like, dude, this is just designed to freak me out. This is just designed to make me so worried that I buy into whatever hype is going around. Because how many of you know when you get really worried about something, you get really scared, you'll jump on, on board with a bunch of different things. Come on, people get really scared and do weird stuff, man. People do weird junk when they're really freaked out, when they're really scared. And so uh, I want to talk about living without worry. Watch this. What we worry about the most often reveals where we trust God the least. Can I say that one more time? I want you to remember that. What you worry about the most often reveals where you trust God the least. Wow. Can I? Oof. Can I say, am I allowed to say that? Come on. I think that people, they're worried about money, and they're not tithing, 
And they're just like, God, I can't, I can't get ahead with my money. And, and the collectors are coming after me. They're not trusting God with their money. Come on. People that, that are not trusting God with their health are sitting here worried about health all the time and like freaking out about different things. I think that what you worry about the most often shows what you trust God with the least. Listen, uh, in... Um, there was a notification that just came up on my phone from that same thing I was just talking about. Uh, Matthew 6, 25, Jesus says, Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life. Can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? No, but I think you can take them away. I think you can waste a lot of time sitting here worrying about things. And I used to, man, I used to come to my, 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 my grandpa and I'd say, Poppy, I'm just worried about stuff. And I don't think, y'all, he cared, but he was like, dude, get over it. And so he would say, here's what I want you to do, son. I want you to lay down in your bed and, and spend 15 seconds really worried about that thing. And then I want you to go to sleep and forget about it. And I'm like, that's really hard to do, <laughs> okay? But stop worrying about stuff. Corey Ten Boom said this, worrying doesn't empty tomorrow of its sorrow. It empties today of its strength. Come on, that's good. So let me ask you this question tonight. Is God trustworthy? Is God trustworthy? Because if, if, if we trust God and we believe that God's got our backs and we believe that no matter what's going on in the world, does it matter if there's a pandemic, or let me just brag on the church as a whole. Community church was, did awesome during the pandemic, but the church as a whole did amazing. And I remember something that Pastor Scott, our district superintendent, he, he said this. He said, we will not have an opportunity like this again in our lifetimes. And you better decide now how you're going to act, how you're going uh, to handle this. Because we don't want to look back in 50 years and say, well, we really didn't, we really didn't do that well during the pandemic. We shut our doors and, and freaked out. And the church, man, the church as a whole ran right at that thing and met people that were really, really afraid and loved people where they were at. And so this church did an amazing job. And the church as a whole did an amazing job. So is God trustworthy? If we trust God then should we really worry? So let's look at this from Psalm 62. It says, my salvation and my honor depend on God. He is my mighty rock, my refuge. Trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your hearts to him, for God is our refuge. Now, let me just break that down just, just for a second. When the, when the Old Testament is talking about refuges, they're talking about a life-saving place because in those days, if somebody wanted, like, right now, if you look at your neighbor's yard and you're like, man, my neighbor has a really nice yard, you just sit there and look at it. Sometimes you might get a little mad. You'd be like, my neighbor's yard is too nice. But back in those days, if one group of people looked over at another group of people's stuff and they said, man, your stuff is really nice, you know what they would do? They would go take it, all right? So luckily that doesn't happen anymore, which nobody will be taking my yard over because my yard's full of toys and stuff. 
But anyway, that's what would happen. So there were places of refuge that you would go and hide so somebody would not stick you full of holes with a spear or something. And so when David says, hey, God is a refuge, you can trust in him, that's, he's literally saying God is life-saving and life-sustaining. Come on, some of y'all might be thinking about tornado shelters right now because the thunder's loud out there. <laughs> I've never had to go hide to tornado shelter. Maybe some of you had have had to do that, but that is a refuge and a place of safety. That is a place you go when you know I'm fixing to die, and that's what David is saying that God is. So God is trustworthy. The first thing I want to look at tonight, God has been trustworthy before. Exodus 13 says, and Moses said to the people, remember this day, in which you departed from Egypt, from the house of slavery. For by a powerful hand, the Lord brought you out from this place. God has been faithful before. Come on. This morning we talked about Egypt. We talked about getting the Egypt out of your life. Now, here's what we don't want to do. We don't want to turn around and look and lust after the things of Egypt. We don't want to look back there and say, man, that was really nice, that, that thing that I used to have in my life. No, but we want to remember the pain and the, uh, uh, the, the chains that were involved. We want to remember what God rescued us from. Come on. You want to remember the place that you were in, so wrapped up in sin and so messed up, maybe in danger, and remember that a good God rescued you from that place. He's been trustworthy before, and he'll be trustworthy. Again, I'm gonna, I'll tell you a little story. Uh, my mom's not here tonight. We're not re well, we're recording, but I don't know if she'll listen to this. Uh, this story really freaks her out because if your kid almost dies, it bothers you, right? I mean, it, it, it makes you panic. If your kid's in, in danger, it really freaks you out. And I remember my daughter... We have a little half wall at our house, and she climbed up on top of it. And I said, Piper, what are you doing? She said, I'm going to jump off. I said, why? She said, it'll look cool. I said, you're going to break both your legs. And so I went, and I helped her down. But something happened to me when I was a little kid. I was like five or six years old. My dad was driving, and, and we got off on, on some, some back roads in in South Central Arkansas, and, and I don't think he really knew where we were going. He's driving too fast, and there was alcohol involved, and, and we just absolutely crashed. We went into a ditch and crashed, and I busted my nose all up, hit my face on the dash, and I looked up, and I saw the, um, the windshield was just spiderwebbed because a fence post had hit that thing. And it didn't come all the way through, thank God. And I believe that God protected us. And there was water coming in the truck because the ditch was full of water. And my little brother was in there, and my, and my father was gone. And so, y'all, I, I, I could not rescue myself. I could not rescue myself. I was just a little kid. I didn't know what to do. It's, it's pitch dark. The only light is coming off of a little bag phone. Y'all remember bag phones? And, um, and so I just prayed. And I said, I said God, save us. God save us. And then it wasn't a very long family that I saw some lights coming up. And someone came, and they got us out of there. And listen, I give God the credit. Listen, I'm thankful for police officers, and I'm thankful for fire and EMS, but I, gave, I give God the credit for giving that person the ability to get there and get us out of there. Come on. So listen, God was trustworthy that night. 
And so I can think back on things like that. And when, whenever something's going on, and, and maybe I'm afraid, maybe I start to worry about it, I can remember that God got us out of there. And I think every one of us here tonight probably has a similar story. Maybe it's not something quite like that, but there's been a time in your life when you were legit freaked out. You were in danger. You were messed up. You were broken down on the side of the road in the middle of the night, and you didn't know if anybody knew where you were. But God sent someone. Come on, God is trustworthy. He's been trustworthy. He's been faithful before. The second thing I want to look at, God is faithful today. Numbers 14 says, only do not rebel against the Lord and do not be afraid of the people of the land because we will devour them. Their protection is gone, but the Lord is with us. Do not be afraid of them. Let me just reassure you that God is faithful in your present. Come on, you can remember the past things and the past battles. And let me just remind you, family, that there's not something that happened. Come on, God doesn't get old where he has to be taking his sin from silver before he can come rescue you. Come on. God doesn't get messed up like that. God is infinite, and God is infinitely powerful. And so there's nothing that happened between two years ago when you had a bad experience and had to cry out to God and he rescued you, and today when you're going through something and you feel like you need to call out. There's nothing that happened that disqualified God from being a champion and a rescuer and a redeemer today but that happened between yesterday and today. Come on. So God is faithful today. God is faithful. We don't have to fear things that are going on in the world. And today is spooky. Today is, there's some spooky stuff going on. And I don't think that we should ignore world events. I don't think that we should ignore uh, current things that are happening. I think that we realize that there is evil in the world, that there's a lot of evil in the world. I think we realize that. And so, Christian, what, what do I think you should do? Should you Put your head in the sand and be afraid and say, God, just, oh, Lord. No, I don't think you should do that. I think you should say, oh, Lord, intervene. Oh, Lord, I see these things that are going on, and I can't fix them, but you can. And I think, church family, we should be brave and stand and stand against things. Come on. There is a move in our nation to teach our children things that are, that are not right. Can we be real for a minute? To teach our children things that are not right. My daughter. Folks, if you've got young kids that are, that are looking at phones, you better be supervising everything they're watching. You better be supervising everything. My daughter told me the other day, she said, Daddy, I saw, I saw a scary video on the phone. And I said, really? And she said, yeah, it was, it was Peppa Pig. I thought I had Peppa Pig. But Peppa turned into something scary. And I looked up the video, and it was very scary. And it was very violent and very gory. And my six-year-old watched that, guys, because it snuck in. And so we see that kind of thing. And so, Christian, should you run and be afraid and say, man, I'm just going to back up? No, you should stand. And you should live your life in such a way that the world sees the goodness that is God. And you should pray hard. And you should pray often and go to war against these things. Does that mean physically? No, that means spiritually.
Get on your knees. If you're not on your knees praying and believing that God can bring breakthrough to the young people of this nation and the elderly people of this nation and everybody, then I think you're missing what God's called you to do. The third thing I want to look at, God will be faithful tomorrow. Numbers 13 said, The Lord said to Moses, Send some men to explore the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the Israelites. From each ancestral tribe send one of its leaders. I'm going to do this, what God says. I'm going to do this. This is what I'm currently doing. Come on. So walk in faith. And we know what happened. Some of these guys got freaked out, and it caused some issues. Listen, again, we put it on the sign for a reason. God created you for a purpose. You're not an accident. God didn't just, whoops, there's Clayton. <laughs> whoops, there's Jason. That's not how that worked. Come on. God created you for a purpose. And that purpose is good. And that purpose matters so much. God's got this. God was faithful yesterday. He's faithful today. In church family, he'll be faithful tomorrow. So we don't have to sit here and worry about the future. I had a conversation with someone, and I said, man, our kids, this, this, this person had young children. I said, our kids are going gonna to face some things in their lives. Our children are going to face some things. Grandchildren are going to face some things. Young folks, you guys are going to face some things. But let me tell you something. I don't think that you need to be afraid. I don't think that you need to sit here and, and worry and shake and tremble in your boots. I think that you need to remember that God is good and that God is powerful and that whatever you're facing tomorrow, 20 years from now, 30 years from now, that God will still be on the throne and that God's still got this. Revelation 21 says, that, And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be them, will be with them, and be their God. He will wipe away every tear. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, write these down, write this down, for these words are what? trustworthy and true. Family, God's got this. God's got your tomorrow. Come on. He had your yesterday. He's got your today. And he's got your tomorrow. And so I think that what we need to do as people of God is be hopeful. And we may see things that freak us out. If you watch the news more than 38 seconds, you see something that scares you. Come on. It's out there. People are doing evil things. One thing I think that the church can never do is be surprised by evil and be so freaked out that we shut up and that we sit down. That's not what God calls you to do. God calls you to stand up tall, to believe in the goodness that he is, and to remember that although those people might do evil things and although things that are, that are just so horrible may continue to happen, that there is still goodness in God. And you carry that goodness in you. And it's our job to not run and hide 
or judge and say, hey, you're so evil, we don't even want to talk to you. It's our job to love so big and believe that God's got a plan, even for people that are going through hard situations. God's still got a plan. And I think that that takes a lot of faith. Do we have to worry? No. God is not worrying about your life. God is not worrying about what happened yesterday. He's not worrying about what's happening today. It's not worrying about tomorrow. A life following God, following Jesus, is not a life that is ate up with worry. We don't have to do that. We don't have to fear because we've got a great champion and a great redeemer that fights for us and has got our back. Amen? Amen. Would you stand with me? I want to pray a blessing over you tonight as we get ready to leave this place. Don't you spend your time worrying. I love how Jesus says it. You can't add an hour to your life worrying about things. You can lose time, but you can't add it. So some of you guys, man, you might be so ate up with worry tonight. I want you to take a little chill pill. <laughs> Don't worry. Instead, pray and believe. God, thank you for this group of people. God, they mean so much to